0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Jamming those jingle bells this holiday season like no one else. It's it's Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Was my favorite day of the week. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, this one. You're naked, is that okay? Thank God it's Friday. Get a close, Dave. Shut up! Oh my God, I don't care! We'll knock off now and take the next two days off, how's it? Because it's Friday. Right. Friday. Yes indeedy, we finally made it to Friday, the middle of the month of December 2023. This year is almost done. Hard to believe, isn't it? All of the things we've had to put up with, all of the Biden crime family dealings, Bidenomics, the disaster that is the American economy, and people just keep throwing more money at it as if that's going to help their situation. A lot of people out right now listening to MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC. CNBC. What's the other one? There's a couple of more of them out there. All telling you, oh, Joe Biden and Janet Yellen tell you the economy's getting better. Go ahead and spend that money for Christmas. Go ahead, spend it. Spend it all. And when you have nothing left in the new year and when your income tax bill hits, then you're going to be whining and crying and bitching and pissing and whining and moaning. And I will be here behind this microphone saying, I told you so. Americans now claim they will spend as much as $1,000 on Christmas this year, despite Bidenomics, despite record high 41 year high inflation brought on by Bidenomics and the Biden economy. They're just gonna spend themselves into further debt. And since the interest rates are so high, that debt will cost them even more. Ah, don't know what to tell you guys. Biden's approval rating has plunged to just 33% since he took office, the lowest point. President Biden's job approval rating has plunged to a measly 33% according to a Pew Research Center poll released on Thursday. Victor Nava writes in a New York Post, the dismal rating is the lowest that Pew Research has measured since Biden took office and represents a two point drop since the organization's last survey in june the 81 year old senile president's approval rating amongst registered republicans and those that lean republican was just seven percent seven percent support amongst democrats tumbled four points from the period in june to 61 percent biden's job rating according to the polls amongst democrats has fallen 12 points since october of last year and remains relatively low amongst most major demographic groups. Only about half of 13% hyphenated American minorities, the black African Americans, say that they approve of Joe Biden's job. The president did worse with Hispanics and Asians. 33% of Hispanics approve, 37% of Asians approve of the way he's handled the presidency in general. Two thirds of registered voters just shy of that, 64% say they simply disapprove of Biden's job in the White House. His numbers are steadily falling and have not risen in one single metric. According to the Pew Research Center, adults interviewed between November 27th and December 3rd of this year. Does he work effectively with Congress? All trending downward. Does he make wise decisions about immigration policy? All trending downward. Does he bring the country closer together? All trending downward. Does he make good decisions about economic policy? All trending downward. Does he handle an international crisis well? All ending downward. In fact, based on the survey from Pew Research, the total between Democrats and Republicans in the survey, 36% of the nation thinks he's making good decisions about economic policy. 35% handling of international crises. 35% works effectively with Congress. 32% makes wise decisions about immigration policy. And bringing the country closer together, a paltry 24% of Americans. That's despicable. It's disgusting. Looking at the Republican figures, 5% say he brings the country closer together. Unbelievable. He received low marks for his handling of the economy, immigration, ability to unite the country. Large majorities of Americans express little or zero confidence in Biden's ability to handle a number of issues, including the economy and immigration. It is extraordinarily low in his ability to bring the country closer together. But if you pay enough homeless people to attend a Biden speech or a Biden rally, promising them some food and a couple of dollars cash, you might get some unenergetic applause and a few people mumbling, Four more years, four more years. God, we cannot handle four more years of this guy in the presidency. If you live in the state of Illinois, the next time you get pulled over by a police officer, there is a really good chance that the cop who pulls you over is not a legal United States citizen. And this could be a big problem. First of all, Police officers have to swear an oath to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States of America, but a non-citizen has no obligation to do so. In fact, illegal immigrants, they laugh at our Constitution. They are laughing and scoffing at it every time they illegally cross the border. But a bill in the Illinois State House that was passed by both chambers of the General Assembly earlier this year. House Bill 3751 takes effect in the next few weeks and will allow non citizens of the US to become police officers. The bill's language says, quote, individuals who are not citizens but are legally authorized to work in the United States under federal law will be allowed to apply for jobs with police departments. An amendment to the bill will allow those whose immigration action has been deferred under DACA to still become a cop. While the bill has generated plenty of criticism, Governor J.B. Pritzker emphasized that the legislation would be limited to individuals who are legally allowed to work in the United States and who are legally allowed to possess firearms. We have the ability, he says, for people who are legally here in this country and permanent residents and DACA residents to apply for jobs as police officers. Many people are critical of this decision, including Representative Mary Miller, and Rep. Lauren Bobert, Those are two of the Republicans who condemned the bill, arguing that the legislation would allow individuals who entered the U.S. illegally to apply for cop jobs. Former Chicago mayoral candidate Willie Wilson opposed the bill as well, arguing it defies common sense that non-citizens should be arresting and detaining legal citizens. Governor Pritzker fired back the criticism, saying that that is a misrepresentation of the legislation's language. He said, I'm tired of the right-wing twisting things. They put it on Facebook. They tell lies. There are people out there that think we're just allowing anybody to become a police officer. That's just not accurate. He cited that other states, including California, have similar legislation on the books. And he pointed out that thousands of legal permanent residents and DACA recipients are already serving in the U.S. military. Oh, folks, I can just see it now. Yes, hello, officer. Why are you pulling me over? Licencia de conducir. Seguro. Registro, por favor. I'm sorry, what did you say? Licencia de conducir. Seguro. Registro, por favor. I- I'm sorry, I-, I don't understand what you're saying. Why are you pulling me over? Si no cumples, te dispararé en la cara. Wait, did you just say if I don't comply, you're gonna shoot me in the face? Si, papi. Well, listen, uh, are you even a citizen of the United States of America? I want to see your supervisor. Harás lo que te digo o te pegaré un tiro en la cara, gringo. Look, I didn't catch all of that, but I heard you call me gringo. That's racist. No me importa. No me gustan los blancos. What do you mean you don't like white people? Get me a supervisor now. All right, let's move on to another topic. Do you remember watching the comedy, the sitcom Sanford and Son where Red Fox played Fred G. Sanford and Son Lamont on there and their friend Grady? Remember Grady, kind of a wild-haired guy? Hey, Fred, what are you doing, Fred? Cornell West is an independent presidential candidate, a black African-American appearing gentleman who is running as an independent in the 2024 election. He said in an interview that he believes President Biden may drop out of the 2024 race in the coming months amid mounting criticism over foreign policy and the economy. West told Politico, quote, I'm not even sure whether I'll be running against Biden. I think he's gonna have an LBJ moment and pull back. He was referring to former President Lyndon Johnson, who announced that he would not seek re-election back in 1968, just a few months before the election amid concerns over his health and his criticism of the Vietnam War. Cornell West says there's a real chance Biden's campaign doesn't make it to next November. He said, I'm just saying that I'm open to those possibilities. Given the fluidity of the situation, he's running out of gas. He may be right. I have said all along, I don't think that Biden is going to make it to the end of this term, either because he's impeached removed from office, 25th Amendmented out, or he, re- he simply resigns because all of his demons catch up with him. Time will tell whether Cornell West, a professor, an academic, is going to be correct or not. I love how people like Joe Biden, Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell, Cameltoe Harris, and the others in the Democratic political party are so easily able to speak out of both sides of their mouths to tell you that everything is rosy when behind them the gardens are ablaze. USA Today's Jamie LaRoe writes, GM, General Motors, to lay off 1,300 workers across two Michigan plants. Yesterday, we talked about Ford laying off people and several other corporations. But I thought Joe Biden was touting how wonderful the economy was, how many jobs he supposedly created. The jobs he's referring to, of course, are simply jobs that were recovered after the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 through 2023, better known as the China virus or the Fauci flu. General Motors will lay off a total of 1,314 employees at two factories in Michigan. And that's not bad enough, but the layoffs involve the Orion Assembly plant in Orion Township, which makes what? Come on, you know this, electric pickup trucks. The cuts are related to General Motors' October announcement that they will be delaying production of two all-electric pickup trucks at the plant by one year, idling the factory at the end of this year. They'll be transferring some workers to other GM facilities in the state, but the rest will just be going bye-bye. General Motors had planned to start production on the Chevrolet Silverado EV and the GMC Sierra EV next year at the Orion plant, but now they're retiming the conversion of the plant, which may at the earliest reopen or open in 2025, near the end of that year. 369 jobs being cut at the Lansing Grand River Assembly and Stamping Plant, because that's where the muscle car Camaro has seen its death once again. The cuts will happen in phases and other jobs will be affected across General Motors, multiple facilities. I thought Joe Biden was making jobs. I thought he was bringing back the economy. The USA Today's Debbie Barry writes, Biden is struggling to connect with key Democratic voters. Is Trump enough to fix it? There were some pro-Joe Biden campaign ads running around black neighborhoods and black cities. The narrator in the clip says, putting in the work for black America. A day one executive order addressing racial inequity, federal loans for black American businesses, and some actions taken to lower prescription drug prices and cap the cost of insulin were in the background when that putting in the work for black America ad ran in the fall. It listed those three things as accomplishments of Joe Biden for the blacks. Yolanda Pickstock travels across Georgia. She listens to black voters and she's not hearing the same three items. The people she meets with are worried about the thousands of low-income Georgians, especially blacks, that have been removed from the Medicaid program. She hears about cuts to childcare assistance and food stamps. And they struggle each and every day in those communities to deal with the economy that Joe Biden has brought forth, an economy that has seen over 17.6% inflation in just three years, that every single thing they purchase costs them a whole hell of a lot more than it did Before, Earlier I spoke about General Motors laying off thousands, and now Stellantis, the company that now runs Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, announces more than 3,000 layoffs over what they call out-of-touch California policies. Another 3,000. Way to go, Joe Biden! My goodness, you are really helping that economy out, you and your buddy Gavin Newsom. Biden, on the other hand, blames businesses for the inflation, but his own numbers are proving that that is wrong. Three quarters of Americans have President Joe Biden on their naughty list for his abysmal handling of this economy known as Bidenomics. He, unfortunately, has not learned anything from this. Instead of accepting responsibility and taking the blame and then making a correction in course, Joe Biden has managed to double down on inflationary deficits and continues to attempt to cast blame everywhere but on himself. The latest tactic is rehashing one of his favorite scapegoats, trying to blame the businesses themselves for the Joe Biden inflation. Ironically, his own administration's data disproves that talking point. With implementation of the far left's big spending agenda, Biden himself ushered in 40 plus year high inflation as the government spent and spent and spent and borrowed and borrowed and printed trillions of dollars it simply doesn't have. The devalued currency caused prices everywhere to rise. This is simple economy economics 101 because one of the functions of money is that of a measuring tool. If a yardstick were shrunken from 36 inches down to 30, it would take 120 of those shortened yardsticks to cover the distance of a football field instead of a hundred, as the dollar has lost value thanks to Bidenomics, it now takes more dollars to measure the value of the things we buy. Over 17.5 percent more, to be accurate, since Joe Biden took office. But we forget that businesses are paying for their materials, their labor, their goods, and their services in dollars as well. If they're paying for wages or utility bills or the products they plan to resell the customers, it's the same metric. Those dollars are valued at less, so it takes more dollars to buy the same stuff. This means that the cost has risen for businesses, just as they have for every American citizen. According to data from the Biden administration's Bureau of Labor Statistics, businesses are getting the short end of the stick The Producer Price Index, which is used to measure inflation on products and services that the businesses buy, sometimes called Wholesale Inflation, that index has risen by 17.5% since Biden took office. The Consumer Price Index, the widely cited metric for inflation faced by you and I, is up over 17.1% in that same time frame. Businesses have been sheltering consumers from some cost increases as an effort to maintain market share and to not lose their customer base. This explains why, according to the Biden administration Census Bureau, total corporate profits have fallen for the last six quarters after adjusting for inflation. This isn't a recent phenomenon. It's not a single month of Biden's presidency. This is the entirety of Bidenomics since Joe Biden took office. If you're confused by all of this, well, the White House wants you to be. They wanna throw out those talking points and try and blame businesses for Bidenomics and the disaster it has brought. Moving on. State of the Union's Andy Sanders writes, Biden's electric vehicle push takes a major hit as Democrats now turn on the mandate. Merry Christmas and a happy new year from Steve C. and the Truth Hurts Program. The House of Representatives passed a measure called the Choice in Automobile Retail Sales Act, better known as the CARS Act, trying to block an EPA rule that will be used as a backdoor mandate for electric vehicles, requiring, of course, that half of all new vehicles be electric by 2032. The act initially received bipartisan support with concerns about affordability, consumer choice, and an impact on the American automobile industry. They're trying desperately to make you buy an electric car. And when guilting you into it doesn't work, and when giving out free government handouts, so-called subsidies doesn't work, they're gonna try and mandate it in law. The average monthly mortgage payment in America has exploded to $3,322 a month in Joe Biden's America. Claire O'Hare writes, The average monthly mortgage payment in the U.S. has risen to $3,322, which is nearly double the amount when Donald Trump was in office. This increase has made home ownership unattainable for many, particularly young and minority people who tend to vote Democrat. Factors contributing to the high costs include Biden's economic policies known as Bidenomics, the massive influx of illegal immigrants who want a place to stay, and the Democratic Party opposition to single-family home ownership in America. They want everyone to live in a high-rise apartment subsidized by government money as they try desperately to usher in socialism. According to the Wall Street Journal, quote, home ownership has become a pipe dream for more Americans, even those who could afford to buy just a few years ago. Many would-be buyers were already feeling stretched thin by home prices that shot quickly higher in the pandemic, but at least mortgage rates were low then. Now that they are high, many people are just giving up. Unquote. The Democratic Party alleges that they want to create a society where people own nothing, rely on the government for everything, and will be perpetually making payments to a system that cannot work, has never worked, and never will work. It's a good thing that dog crap isn't shaped like Jenga blocks because the dog crap that is the way Biden runs America, if you tried to stack it up, it would certainly fall over and put poo-poo all over everything. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, better known as ATF, has issued a proposal on gun sales which could criminalize millions of currently legal gun owners. National Rifle Association, NRA, is warning that the ATF's proposed rule number ATF-2022-R17 aims to redefine the term dealer in firearms transactions. So if I decide to sell one of my pistols to my brother and another pistol to my cousin and an AR-15 that I own to a neighbor, they will try to make me out to be a criminal if I don't go out and get a federal firearms license. The proposal is linked to the Safer Communities Act signed by Grope Joe Biden. It has sparked widespread debate and opposition, a coalition of 26 attorneys general and the NRA, all getting in on litigation against the rule. The Biden rule is another attempt to demolish your Second Amendment right to own a gun with the potential to unjustly criminalize everyday Americans for engaging in legal, lawful, firearm transactions. NRA Executive Director Randy Kozak stated, this rule blatantly disregards the NRA-backed Bruin ruling on the Second Amendment, and it also creates serious confusion amongst lawful gun owners who buy and sell firearms legally for various purposes, from collecting to self-defense. If the Biden administration were truly committed to combating crime, he says, they would focus on enforcing existing laws and reform their soft-on-crime policies, targeting actual criminals instead of law-abiding American gun owners. That is fact, my friends. It is unconstitutional. Any infringement upon your right to keep and bear arms is a violation of your Second Amendment, God-given, constitutionally-affirmed rights. And as you've heard many times in movies, You'll have to pry them from my cold, dead hands. This is the Truth Hurts program. Biden can lie and stop using the term Bidenomics, which has defined his disastrous handling of the economy since he took office. But inflation refuses to go away as prices stay elevated. In November, the consumer price index raised by 3.1% annually. The core consumer price index, which includes energy and food, remained at 4% annually, that on top of 17.5% since Biden took office means you are now paying over 20% more than you did when Donald Trump was in office. Housing costs contributed to inflation rising 6.5% this year over last year. The cost of fuel has dropped slightly but remains still double what it was when Donald Trump was your president. You guys can make any excuse you want to keep voting for Gropey Joe, but my friends, it ain't good. It's so bad, in fact, that Democratic governors are sending Joe Biden the bill for over half a trillion dollars of immigration costs. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs has requested over $500 million in reimbursement for all of the costs that she and her state are having to endure because of Biden's ignoring of the border. This request follows similar appeals from other Democratic governors who are seeking federal assistance, still not demanding a halt to illegal immigration. It's like telling FEMA, please send us hundreds of mops and buckets and paper towels, but don't fix the levee where the water's pouring through. It is ignorance at its very finest. New York Governor Kathy Hochul asked for taxpayer-funded support for illegal aliens in her state, And Illinois' Governor J.B. Pritzker is highlighting the strain of illegal immigration on taxpayers, but neither of those have called for a stop to new arrivals at the southern border. It is hypocrisy at its absolute finest. Newsweek's Mark Green says the Biden administration just keeps making the border crisis worse. For just about three years now, Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, Has overseen and facilitated the worst border crisis in American history. The evidence at this point is overwhelming. He's refused to follow and refused to enforce immigration laws passed by Congress, leading to the unprecedented chaos and devastation at the southwest border and, indeed, across America. The Secretary has abused Section 235B of the Immigration and Nationalities Act. That law requires that all illegal aliens who enter the country be detained locked up, put away somewhere whether they apply for asylum or not, and they remain there until they are removed from the United States or their asylum claim is found to be legitimate. Mayorkas has run roughshod over this statutory requirement, a mandate, a law. On his watch more than 1.6 million inadmissible aliens have simply been released into the nation without any type of controls. They call it parole. Another 1.1 million have been provided notices to appear and then released into the country on their own recognizances, with the promise that they'll show up for their immigration court hearing. We know that the right now non detained docket is over 5.7 million. They'll never get to all of those cases. In fiscal year 2013 under Barack Hussein Obama's watch 82% of all aliens were detained by ice for the duration of their immigration case. 9% were detained for most of the time between the time they're caught and their court hearing. But when Joe Biden took office, those numbers dropped to only 10% being detained for the duration of their hearing and 26% detained for at least two weeks and then released into the country. This is malfeasance in office, my friends. This man should be fired, impeached, terminated, something. We need to get control of our southern border. It's already almost too late to recover from the tens of millions, if not over a hundred million, who have illegally trespassed into our nation. Okay, it looks like we've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I apologize for the scratchy throat and the nasally voice today still trying to recover from some creeping crud that's running around there. Have a great day, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the first amendment to the u.s constitution we apologize if you are offended but we retract nothing if you like what you hear please tell a friend co-worker family member or someone with whom you disagree if you don't like what you hear then perhaps you should find another podcast because we speak the truth here on the truth hurts program wishing you a very merry christmas and a happy new year happy holidays, steve c and the truth hurts program Copyright 2023, The Truth Hurts Program Network, All Rights Reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2024, The Truth Hurts Program Network, All Rights Reserved. Background music, Jason Shaw and Audionautix.